Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built podcast. And today I have Christina Nicholson with me. Hi, Christina. How are you? Hello, Jamie. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I honestly, I, I'm going to feel, I'm going to sound a little stuffed up today because I feel a little stuffed up. I'm getting over the sinus thing. So, but I'm going to attempt, let's do your bio. Let's see. It'll get better. That's what I'm hoping. It'll get better. <laughs> okay. So Christina, she's a mother of three, a TV host and business owner who lives in Wellington, Florida. Christina started her PR agency, Media Maven, after working as a TV anchor and reporter for more than 10 years. Since then, she has created an online course and group program for solopreneurs and small business owners who want to earn coverage in the media, but don't have a budget to hire an agency. Christina is also the host of the Become a Media Maven podcast and the, and the founder of Podcast Clout, a podcast database that makes it easier for PR professionals to build podcast pitch lists. You can still see her in front of the camera as a host on Lifetime TV, in national commercials, on the TEDx stage, and read her work online in HuffPost, Thrive Global Inc. Magazine, Business Insider, Fast Company, and Boss Fame. She was selected as an Oprah Magazine Insider and Ambassador out of thousands of applicants. In Boca Raton, Christina gave a TEDx talk titled Fake News, It's Your Fault that has tens of thousands of views on YouTube. She's also a local lifestyle and family blog that she has called Christina All Day. And as an avid reader and book lover, she's also a steward of her very own little free library. What's a little free own library? Okay, so a little free library is, it's like a big mailbox that you put wherever you wanna put it. Mine is in my front yard. And I fill it up with books and people can come and they can take books. They can put books in there. It's, I mean, really just the way it sounds. It's a little free library and it's just like the honor system. Take a book, share a book. You can take some, you can give some. It's in my oh, front yard. So I like to read. <laughs> yeah, I think I, we have that in one of our parks in our neighborhood and it's got kids books, like in yeah. books and little kids books and it's under a little pavilion. So if you're sitting on the picnic table, you can grab a book. So similar idea. I love that. Yeah, That's same wonderful. thing. That's so great. Okay. So let's talk about, I can't tell you how many people I've worked with where they've talked about, listen, Jamie, I want to get on a podcast, but I've reached out to people, these podcasts, either they ghost me, you know, no response. Um, I'm not getting any traction at all. Do I need a one sheet or not? Like, how do I get in front of these podcasts and how do I get interviewed? So let's talk about what mistakes people are making so that they don't do them anymore and they get on podcasts. So let's start there. So what, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, you have a podcast. I have a podcast. We both probably get pitched a lot by people who want to be guests. And the biggest mistake I see people make when they pitch to be a guest on podcasts, there's a few, 
But one of the biggest mistakes that I see when people pitch themselves to be a guest on a podcast is that their pitch is too long. We all have a million things in our inbox. We have a million things to do every day. We don't want to read a super long pitch. Just say something short, sweet, and to the point that gets me interested in you and what you do. So mistake number one is making the pitch way too long. What so is too long though? Too long, I would say, would be honestly anything longer than two or three short paragraphs. Like keep your paragraphs to two to three sentences. And I don't need more than two or three paragraphs of that. Honestly, just because it can, I mean, if it's the right content, it doesn't feel long, but nine times out of 10, it's the wrong content. Interesting. Okay. So two to three short paragraphs, two to three sentence in each max. It's really got to be to the point. Um, okay. That is really good because what is the one Mark Twain quote that says, I would have written you a shorter letter, but I didn't have the time. Yeah. Like you just have to, you have to learn to be super succinct. And I think something like I say, these paragraphs, but that's, that's also keep in mind, like your talking points, like when you're pitching yourself to a podcast, you want to include talking points. And I would just include those as bullet points. Like don't write those out in a paragraph because you want to make this easy for the person to read and easy for them to be like, okay, what do they want to talk about? It's very skimmable. So I would separate out your talking points and put them in the form of bullet points. So when you're actually writing a pitch, the only thing in paragraph form is like, who you are, why you, and like your contact information to, to follow up, to take the next step. Other than that, the main part of your pitch is going to be the talking points because nine times out of 10, I don't really care who you are. If you've got a great set of talking points that I want to know more about, or I know my audience wants to know more about, then I'm going to book you. And it's in those talking points where a lot of people also make mistakes. Okay. I feel like, is that a lead into mistake number two? Let's talk about mistake number two. So mistake number two people make is in their talking points. They are way too vague. They say something that's so generic. Like I can teach you how to build a business through marketing. I can teach you how to get better at sales. I can teach you how to close more deals on the phone. Like that's the most basic thing that we've all heard a million times before. I don't know what I'm going to get out of it. Instead of telling me you're going to grow my business through marketing, tell me you are going to increase traffic to my website by 50% by using Pinterest advertising. That I want to hear because you're giving me tangibles. You're telling me how much traffic I'm going to get. And you're telling me exactly how I'm going to get it. Instead of telling me you're going to make me better at sales, tell me that you are going to share a five email funnel that will lead to a 20% chance of people closing with you over email and without a sales call. Like that is something specific that I want to know the step-by-step tangible things to do to get that outcome. And most people think they're like pigeonholing themselves when they're getting that specific. But if you don't get that specific, people are not going to want to talk to you because they don't really want to know. They don't really know what you're going to talk about and they can't visualize what that interview is going to look like. But when you give me something super specific, like I want to know more. Yeah. Okay. And it sounds like specific with, if you have data points or if you have numbers, 
to keep it like the, the five ways to do this or five things of that or 50% increase. So even maybe like sharing statistics or numbers, does that yes. this is something attention? Okay. This is something that I teach in my boot camp. Statistics and data is super important, not just for pitching podcasts to be a guest on a podcast, but also when it comes to pitching any form of media, whether it's print, online TV, because that's what makes what you are pitching newsworthy. It gives the person on the receiving end a reason to say, oh, this is legit. Like this isn't something this person just made up. So we actually need to cover this because look, it has statistics. It has data to back it up. And when we talk about business growth, if you're pitching a podcast to help somebody grow their business, we want to know how much this is going to grow our business. We want to know how long it's going to take. It's like setting a smart goal, right? The S-M-A-R-T, they all stand for something. And the T means for putting a timetable on it. Like that is something that is a number. And then what is, what is another one? M that's measurement. You have to measure the goal. So that's how people like to consume content because in their mind, they're saying, oh, I will get a step-by-step guide on how to do this. Now, it's a little different if you're somebody who maybe is a little bit more woo or you're a little bit more motivational and you're just sharing a story, then you don't need to put those data and those statistics behind it. But you want to have a hell of a good headline to pitch something like that as well to where people will want to hear that story. Well, uh, let's speak of that too. And maybe I don't know if this is part of the mistakes, but if they're if they have stats, numbers, something that they can show the value they can bring to the table for the podcast, what about the headline? Now that you said headline, I just that just popped in my head. Like, what are you supposed to put in the header? Is should I be on your podcast? Question mark. Like, what should you put up there? What does that look like? Subject lines when you're pitching are super tricky just because you have such a short little space to catch somebody's attention. I have tried back and forth with putting pitch in the subject line. I think sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you have to understand that most people on the receiving end of pitches get bad pitches. So when they see pitch, they're like, oh, okay, here's another one. So instead, what I like to do is pick out your sexiest headline that has gone into your talking points and maybe put pitch before that, like pitch colon with that talking point or just put that talking point in there and then add in parentheses podcast or on your podcast, something like that. And I think that will help you stand out. Another thing that will help you stand out in the inbox is connecting with that person you're pitching on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, wherever you're active and wherever they're active. And after you send them an email, send them a tweet or pop them a message into their DMs and say, hey, heads up, I just sent you an email with a great idea for your show. Something like that. So then you will stand out in their inbox in addition to that catchy subject line. Oh, that's such great. I hope everyone's writing things down because this is such good stuff, Christina. I appreciate this so much. This is so cool. So um, yeah, so awesome. I love this about the headline. So too vague with the talking points right? Being more specific. The first one is too long. So shorten your pitch, right? To two to three short paragraphs. The second mistake is, um, you know, too vague of talking points. So what's mistake number three then? If I had to pick the third most common mistake that I see, it is, 
I, I just thought of another one. So we can bump this up to four and I'm sure we could bump it up to five. If you want to do five mistakes instead of three, Yeah. but go for, for the third mistake, I would say like right off the beginning, you're not being personal with that podcast host or the person you're pitching. You have to be so personal at the beginning that I can say, oh, I know this person is pitching me and only me right now. Because when I was in a newsroom, it was so obvious. A lot of people in the PR industry would send the exact same email to 500 people at the exact same time. So when you pitch me, say, hey, Christina, pitching to be on your podcast. But before you get to that pitch, I want you to say something like, listen to this episode, heard you on that episode, yeah. saw what book you're reading on Twitter. Yeah. Like if you follow me on social media, you know, I'm always posting about what I'm reading. Like, tell me that in my pitch, say something specific and personal. So I know you're actually paying attention. I know you've listened to my show before. I know you follow me on social media. I know, you know who the hell I am because that will make you stand out from other people. Yeah. I love that. I think that's you're absolutely right. I can tell when I get pitches where they haven't heard the show. Um, they have no idea who my audience is and they are just almost like it's that, what is it? Spray and pray. And spray you, and just, pray. That's yeah, it. And they just send it out to whoever, some sucker that says yes. Um, and so, okay. So is making it personal and not making it personal is mistake number three. Let's do five. I want to do them all. I want as let's much do as five. Fun. Okay. Let's help so everyone out. Yeah. Go the ahead. fourth mistake that people make. And again, I talked about making those talking points specific. You need to get super specific on why you, there's a lot of people who can talk about marketing. There's a lot of people who can talk about social media ads. Why are you the person to talk to? And again, this is where you could get specific on things like your experience, the things that you've done, and it could relate to your talking points. So something that I do, for example, is when I'm pitching myself, I always lean on the fact that I used to be a TV reporter and anchor. I did not enjoy working with publicists when I worked in the news. And there's a reason I did not enjoy working with them. And then I also overshare, like I never hold back the how so you can pay me and I give you the how. I don't do that. So when I pitch myself, I double down on the fact that I used to be a full-time member of the media and I overshare everything. And that is what separates me from everybody else who's pitching to talk about publicity and PR. So you have to give the person you are pitching a reason that you are the one to talk to about this. If you're in social media ads, then get super specific in your pitch. Maybe you're only pitching about Facebook ads. Okay, well, why are you the person to talk to about Facebook ads? Maybe you can share some crazy success stories and make those your talking points. So for example, something that I pitch that I know nobody else can pitch is some of my talking points are, I can tell you how I got a startup making no money, a three minute segment on the Today Show. Nobody else can pitch that. I can tell you how I got Amy Porterfield, her first TV segment on headline news. Nobody else can pitch that. So in my talking points, I'm being so specific that they have no other person to talk to if they want to hear that specific point. So while we're being specific with those talking points when we're pitching podcasts, you also want to make sure that you make it clear why you are the only one to talk to about that subject matter. Okay. So being very specific of why you are the only one to talk to, almost like you are the expert in this, you own this space. So you are the only person to talk to about this. Right. Exactly. There's, there's either no question. It makes it easy for them. I feel it, like you have to make it easy for them, either mm -hmm. as it relates to your talking points or your experience and your expertise. Like you have to figure out a reason 
to tell them nobody else can talk about this. You got to talk to me and you got to talk to me now. You know, that's so interesting. I have to say, uh, if I could share a personal story here, it's like with podcasts, I get so many people pitching me about money mindset. Mm. And I've had a lot of people on the show and they're all fantastic, but there's some I haven't had on the show because I don't feel like they're experts in it, but it's just like everyone, you know, a lot of people in that area and it's just not very specific. And you're just like, why, why should I, how are you an authority in this place? Cause you're not showing that to me by this pitch at all. Just interesting. What do you think about one sheets? Someone was asking me this. They're like, should I send a one sheet with my pitch? How do you feel about that? Cause that's it's a-, a good question. So this is something that I teach in my media mentoring program yeah. that Yes, you can have a one sheet and Canva makes it so easy for you to yeah. create the most beautiful one sheet. I'm addicted to Canva. So yeah, create a one sheet because maybe some people will ask you for it. But something that I have done is I have made a page on my website, my one sheet, because for me, it's so much easier to share a link to a certain page than it is to always be updating a PDF and attaching the PDF. So instead of the one sheet, and it just makes it so much easier to copy and paste. I mean, like, I know there's so many podcasts where I get on where they're like, what's this, what's this, what's this? And you kind of fill out a form before the interview. You can copy and paste so much easier from a page on your website than a one sheet. So like mine, mediamavenandmore.com slash bio, you get my bio, you get my talking points, you get all my social media handles and you get a bunch of headshots of me. Like it's all right there. And then I'm not limited to like an eight by 10 piece of paper or digital piece of paper. So yes, do a one sheet because they look beautiful and some people will request them and they do look nice in pitching. But I think just for the sake of convenience, also translate that stuff onto a page in your, on your website where it's so easy to share for pitching podcasts or any other form of media. Yeah. I mean, especially with copy and pasting for show notes, that's so true. It, it's just a hassle sometimes with PDFs. That's so smart to do. Could I put that as a link in the show notes to the slash bio to yours? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So okay. people can just get an idea of, of what I share. Yeah. And then yeah. They're on your website when they see that information. So if you do run social media ads for something down the road, they're pixeled and they could be considered a warm lead. They were interested in you for some reason. They were looking at your bio and, and your talking points. So then you could kind of follow them around the internet after they've seen that one sheet on your website and target them with something. Oh, I love that. Okay. That's great. Okay. Let's get to mistake number five. Yes. Okay. The final mistake, mistake number five, and this is after you pitch, this is after you're on the show is not sharing it with your audience. And this doesn't just go for when you're a guest on podcasts, this goes for any form of media. If anybody is giving you the courtesy of coming on their platform and you get to talk about your expertise, in my opinion, it's just rude not to share it to your email list, to people who follow you on social media, to backlink it on your press page. Not only is it rude not to share it, but you are doing yourself a disservice. You are leaving so much money on the table by not telling people, hey, listen to me on this podcast. Hey, look at me quoted here. Like that is how you turn publicity into profit. That is how the people following you on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram, that is how they know you are an expert in your industry because other people are choosing to feature you without you giving them money for an advertisement. And it's shocking to me how many people do not share 
the media that they earn. It's unbelievable. And you leave so much money on the table when you just say, oh, their audience heard it. I'm good. Yeah, no, that's so important, especially it's like a final piece. It's like following up for a sales call. 80% of sales calls are closed after the fifth follow-up. A lot of people, you know, they don't follow up, right? And so they're losing that sale. This is the same. This is like the last final piece. The last 10% is sharing it with your audience, whether you have an email list, your Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, I don't care, whatever, somewhere on someone's monkey pants somewhere, like share it around so that everyone can see it. That's, that's what's happening with my um, sinus fog today. I love it. I've never heard that before and I'm going to use it. I love it. (laughs) Excuse me. So I, I think that's so awesome. Um, Okay. Let's do a recap of all five of them for everyone who's listening. This is such good stuff. So if you need to re-listen this, everyone, please go back and listen to this. I'm going to put in the show notes, all of Christina's links. Um, let's go. So number one is don't make your pitch too long, right? Number two is make sure your talking points are not too vague. Number three is not being personal, like be personal in that Four, be specific on why you are the one to talk to, why you are the one. And five is when you don't share with your audience after you've been on the show. Um, this is just so good. Christina, how can people find you? How can they Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I also have my own show, Become a Media Maven, so they can listen to me. If I haven't bothered you enough yet, you could come and listen to me on Become a Media Maven. I am on social media at Christina All Day. And I also have a three-day boot camp that kind of teaches people specifically how to pitch the media to get publicity and turn it into profit. So we just go a little further into the details than what we did today with you, Jamie, but you can access that at pitchpublicityprofit.com. And that's a three-day program, you said? It's a three-day boot camp. Yep. If you are a binger, you can <laughs> go through the three days in, in one full day in about an hour and a half. You could go through all of the content. Um, but yeah, it, it is designed as a three-day boot camp to not overwhelm you. And I know everybody is busy. So yeah. Oh, I love that. And that's so helpful. That's awesome. Because uh, uh, publicity uh, can make a really big difference in terms of bringing leads into the business and bringing the right leads. Yeah, Uh, those ideal clients and tracking in um, so that then you can move forward in your business and do a lot more fun things with great people. Exactly. And it makes the sales process so much easier. Like when people come to you because they've heard you on a podcast, for example, it's like they already know, like, and trust you. Like you don't even need to have the sales conversation. They're just like, what are you selling? I want in. So it just makes it so much easier. Yes. If you want your sales process to go a lot faster, more smoother and have a higher conversion rate, do more publicity. Uh, and the right publicity like this. Well, Christina, thank you so much for being, I really appreciate you being here. That was awesome. Thank you, Jamie. This was like so much value, like wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Super fast. That's that's how I do business. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Let's get things done. But, and also thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income.